Whether you have a skin interest, a skin query, a skin trauma, or skin disease, I warmly welcome you to Heal Thy Skin, a podcast brought to you by Derm Health Co. I'm Marnie, dermal clinician, dermoscopist, and your podcast host. Skin is deeper than beauty, and our mission is to build the largest platform of specialized practitioners focused on skin health and skin empowerment. Join me each week where we go deep into the skin and beyond to hear stories and education from leading practitioners on a journey of skin health. Hello, welcome to the Heal Thy Skin podcast. I'm Marnie, your host, and today I'm speaking with Emily Bathgate. Emily is a qualified naturopath, self-confidence ambassador, and former acne sufferer specializing in natural health solutions and clean beauty alternatives. After her mum fell ill with cancer that was found to be genetic, Emily started to realize that she needed to make some drastic changes so that she could reclaim control of her health, her future and her vitality and become the radiant woman that she was destined to be all whilst inspiring other women to do the same. Almost a decade later, Emily works with clients in the areas of skin health digestive disharmony, hormonal imbalances, anxiety, and low self-esteem. And ultimately, her mission is to empower women suffering from acne and hormonal issues to get to the root cause of their skin issues, enabling and inspiring them to make healthier lifestyle choices so that they too can heal their bodies and skin naturally and become the most confident, happy, healthy, and radiant versions of themselves. In this podcast episode, we're talking all things naturopathy. Some of you may have heard of it. Some of you may have even met with a uh, naturopathy consultant and had some wonderful results. But for those that don't really know what naturopathy is about, this episode is going to break it down and talk about the ways that naturopathy may be able to assist you with skin concerns. By definition, naturopathy, also called naturopathic medicine, is a medical system that has evolved from a combination of traditional practices and healthcare approaches. And people will visit a naturopath for health-related purposes, including primary care, overall well-being, and treatment of illnesses. And we wanted to find out how this can affect skin health. So I started by asking Emily what she thought was the biggest misconception about a naturopathic approach to skin care. I think the biggest misconception would be that there is a quick fix. I wish that there was one, but when it comes to skin health and particularly a naturopathic approach, there just isn't. I work very holistically and I make a lot of unique recommendations for all of my clients based on their own individual skin journey. And I like to encompass kind of six main areas in doing so. So gut health, hormone health, diet, lifestyle, mindset, stress management. And I really believe that the best results for my clients come from this holistic approach. And when none of those areas are kind of forgotten or left behind. And it's also really important as well to remember that our skin cells are going to take 28 to 42 days to renew. So it might take more than just one or two cycles of skin cell renewal for those changes to really come to fruition. 
And it's also important to remember within that, that time frame is just skin cells. So gut healing, for example, can take a lot longer. Hormonal balancing can take a lot longer as well. And we do really need to take all of those factors into consideration. So while I wish that there was a quick fix, I think I'd be a billionaire if I'd come up with some kind of magical pill for skin health. There just isn't. I think that's a really good point. In a day and age where we can basically have anything at the click of a button or, you know, instantaneously, one thing that does take time is our health. So tell us more about your career and how you got to do the work that you're doing today. Yeah. So I, interestingly, actually originally started off in fashion. I was working as a fashion stylist and I had my own label for a time as well. That kind of all started for me because I was modeling from when I was 15 and absolutely loved the world of fashion and beauty. I was fascinated with. And then unfortunately, my mum got quite ill with a form of cancer, bowel cancer, which was genetic. And I think a lot of that sort of made me feel quite unsettled, you know, obviously caring, caring for my mum and her health, but then also the fact that the cancer was genetic. And I was sort of, that played on my mind a lot as to whether I was okay with the idea of potentially one day receiving the same diagnosis for myself. So it made me question a lot of things about the way that I was living my life and how healthy my life really was. But then beyond that, it made me question whether fashion and working in fashion was actually serving a purpose for me. So at the time, I was actually set to make the move over to Sydney to study at FBI, the fashion college there. And then ended up over the space of about two months doing a complete 180 and starting a naturopathy degree instead. So I finished that in 2018 and got straight into clinic. And I honestly haven't looked back since then. So you really, I guess, followed your gut in a sense and went with what was feeling right. You were you're quite vocal in terms of acne and different skin conditions and then them actually impacting self-esteem and confidence. So tell us about your own struggle with your skin and how this affected your own well-being. Yeah. So the impact of a condition like acne, for example, which is what I suffered from, is actually more profound for mental health than a lifelong condition like type one diabetes, which is huge. For me, I developed acne when I was 13 kind of hit boiling point at 15 for me, which I think as a girl and as a teenager growing up, I was at an all girls school as well, which I think added other elements as well of discomfort, especially from a self-esteem and confidence perspective. I think, yeah, teenage girls go through so much already, but then having acne and unfortunately I also had braces at that exact same time. So my self-esteem and my self-confidence were absolute rock bottom it really makes you feel such poor value of yourself and the impact of that I think is so far reaching on every element of your life and especially your health. And it's really hard to want to improve your health and well-being when you feel like you don't deserve to. And I think that's something now that I work a lot with, with my clients and something that's really important to me. And for naturopathy on a broad level, there's a belief that our emotions and thoughts and our our belief systems 
contribute to our physical conditions as well. And for instance, in the case of acne, it's very common that clients feel that they are not enough and that they have that real sense of disapproval of their self, feel like they don't belong and like they're not valued. And those beliefs are going to always worsen a condition like acne because you're not valuing yourself. So it's working on unlocking and changing those belief systems, I think has such a massive impact on then being able to restore your health and well-being and particularly your skin health. So what were some of the things that you did as a teenager, obviously not knowing what you know now, Mm. some crazy lotions, potions, what did you try? I tried everything. Google was my best friend and worst enemy at the same time, I think. I tried proactive, the skincare. So I bleached all of my towels so badly and my bed sheets and my mum had such a panic attack about it. She was not happy that I had completely ruined all of the linen in the house. But at the time I was seeing what was happening to my towels and my pillowcases and I didn't stop and think or wonder whether that might be having a negative impact on my skin. Needless to say, that skincare did not work for me and nor did a lot of the other crazy home remedies and things that I was trying. And unfortunately, in the end, like you said, not knowing what I know now, I actually went down the Roaccutane route, which caused a lot of problems for me and my health. A lot of the sort of standard negative side effects in terms of skin where unfortunately it dried the living daylights out of my skin. I was having nosebleeds, my sensitivity to the sun was really poor and unfortunately that remained for about another 15 or almost 15 years after. Yeah, quite scary. But then the negative impacts again, on my self-confidence, which was already so low and my mental health and well-being really took a a hit from that medication as well, unfortunately. So it did work for a little while for my skin. Unfortunately, my acne came back later because it turned out that nuking my skin cells was not the answer, but I gave it a try. And although I do regret that, I think that really shaped the way that I work as a practitioner now and how I can help my clients now. So I kind of regret it and then kind of also don't at the same time. Yeah, I completely understand. And we know that Roaccutane saves more lives than it takes in a sense, because again, acne can be so debilitating to someone's self-esteem. But of course, it's really important that someone does go see a professional and make an educated decision based on all the risks and the benefits for that particular person. So coming back to acne and, you know, we've got, I guess we can categorize acne into different subtypes of how bad it is, but also some of the causative factors. Hormonal acne is really big. So what are some of the characteristics of a hormonal acne, especially from your perspective as a naturopath? So kind of typical characteristics of hormonal acne for me, A, we're going to be looking at the location. So very commonly the jawline is impacted in the case of hormonal acne, but also the chest and the back as well. They, the presentation will typically be quite cystic, big lumps under the skin that sort of come and go and or a lot of congestion as well in the skin. And typically hormonal acne, but not in all cases, it might worsen at certain points of the cycle. So around ovulation, if the client's ovulating or possibly in the lead up to the period as well as a kind of PMS type symptom. As with any case, and as you mentioned, the skin, it's our biggest organ. So if something is wrong 
with the skin, there's going to be something wrong beneath the surface as well. And it's very common that could be a hormonal imbalance. And I think it's important to remember that there are some 50 hormones in our body and they all have a purpose. And that doesn't obviously just include our reproductive sex hormones. So it's important to take into account our thyroid as well. But it's also important to, on a whole, be looking very holistically and at why there is a hormonal imbalance in the first place. So looking at our liver health and our gut health and stress levels, because cortisol is one of those 50 hormones as well. So I like to work a lot with testing and especially in the case of hormonal acne, getting to the bottom of that testing can be really, really helpful. So I I work a lot with the Dutch test, which has been incredible in kind of unlocking a lot of the answers surrounding hormonal acne for my clients. And the Dutch test is looking at dried urine so that it's looking at hormonal levels, but also the metabolites and how we're excreting and eliminating hormones and hormonal excess as well. Something that I see a lot in my clinic is post-pill acne. So in this case, the kind of underlying issue is the fact that ultimately the body hasn't been making its own natural hormones like progesterone and estradiol and androgens for such a long time. And it can obviously take quite a long time for the body and the reproductive system to return to that normal state of function there. So that's a good example of of hormonal acne and yeah, how different factors can contribute to that hormonal imbalance that's kind of driving the acne. Mm, How interesting. And the location of breakouts as well Uh, what other conditions or do you use the location of certain things on the skin as an indicator of what might be happening within for other types of things yeah so with naturopathy it's a kind of really lovely combination of both science-based and traditional evidence so i like to take into account both I think it's really important to go off of the science firstly, but then I do use a lot of traditional evidence and physical signs as well. So I like to look at my clients' nails and tongues, and I do definitely take into account the location of their breakouts. I don't use it as kind of the be all and end all in terms of diagnosis, but I have found a lot of patterns around the locations of breakouts in my clients. So very typically the forehead will indicate to me liver issues, but also diet and gut health and issues surrounding those. In between the eyebrows, very commonly indicates stress being an issue for the client. Breakouts around the cheeks, to me, very commonly indicates really poor gut health and food intolerances as well. And that kind of cheek region also can be encompassing around the mouth. Again, very common for food intolerances and poor gut health, but also very common that poor skin hygiene, so not washing pillow slips often enough, not showering or washing the face adequately or with the right products that can contribute to a lot of breakouts around the cheek area as well. Like I mentioned earlier, that jawline typically to me indicate hormonal imbalance and anything kind of under the jaw and towards further down the neck that indicates to me lymphatic sluggishness very often. So yes, I definitely take into account locations of the breakouts, but like I said, it's not always a complete diagnosis. Yeah, it's interesting though, isn't it? Just to have another way to look at how the skin is responding and perhaps, you know, these ancient type of practices and Eastern type 
beliefs of locations and different things. It's just a very interesting way to, to look at the skin in what we don't do in the Western kind of medicine. In regards to, you spoke about some external factors such as hormonal pills or contraceptive pills. So how do these types of things affect one's skin health and just one's health in general? And how do you deal with that with your own patients? Yeah, look, external factors have a massive impact on skin health and ultimately health in general. Everything that we put into our bodies, but also on our bodies, needs to be processed by our body. And remembering that the skin is our largest organ, so our skin needs to process that too. And medications, you mentioned, you know, contraceptive pills, in particular, they need to be processed by our liver. And our liver and our skin health are very closely linked. Our liver is our main detox organ, so it's constantly processing what is coming through the body and deciding what we do and do not want there and moving through what we don't want ready for elimination. And if that process is not happening properly or adequately, then we're very often going to know from the skin that's not happening properly. And with the way that I work holistically with skin, it's really important to take into account, obviously the internal factors, but then also those external factors. So medications and lifestyle in general, it's yeah really important to take those into account. Yes, very good. And in regards to gut health, so gut health is on the tip of everyone's lips. For the last few years, it has been a, I don't want to call it a trend because I think it's here to stay, the importance of gut health. And we're learning more about the gut and its links with skin. How does gut health affect the skin? Yeah, our gut is so important to our health on so many different levels and the impact of our, the health of our gut is so far reaching. Ultimately, our gut and our digestive system has two main functions. Firstly, that it's going to digest and break down our foods and our emotions and our experiences and pass through what we do not need. But secondly, to assimilate and absorb all of our nutrients. Now, if our gut is not good and we have poor gut health, we are going to be limiting the supply of the nutrients and energy to our vital organs and our skin is a major vital organ. Beyond that, there are around 1,000 strains of bacteria and that total weight in our bodies is actually about two kilos, which just goes to show how massive, yeah, massive that bacteria, bacterial element is. And that bacteria that's making up our microbiome, which is another very trendy word, 95% of that bacteria in that microbiome lives in our gut. And we have good and bad bacteria, but we really need, again, that balance. And if there's an imbalance, that is known as, as dysbiosis is the fancy word for that bacterial imbalance. Now, dysbiosis can contribute directly to skin issues, but also to worsened gut health. And we know that the worse our gut health is, the more difficult it is for our skin to be able to thrive and be healthy and well. And there are five really common digestive disorders which can result from poor gut health, but then also other factors as well. So food intolerances, which are not allergies, they are literally an inability for our body to be able to break down and digest that particular food. IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, H. pylori, which is a, a particularly nasty bacterial infection, and then leaky gut or intestinal permeability. 
all of those five really common digestive disorders can all be linked to skin conditions and everything from acne to psoriasis to eczema. So yeah, our gut health is, is massive and plays a huge role in the health of our skin. It's just a completely different world, isn't it? Yes. And, and we have covered the gut in greater detail in some other podcasts, if episodes, if anyone is looking to really delve deeper into this, the gut health as well. Now, holistic, we've used that term a couple of times already today, and people are looking at their health, I guess, in a more holistic way. I think sometimes when people think of holistic skincare, they might link it to, say, an organic product or organic skincare product. Can you explain from your perspective what a holistic approach to skincare really is? And I guess the treatment journey, you've kind of talked about that you look at um, gut, you look at hormones, but what is the actual treatment journey for someone that was going to visit a naturopath for their skin health? Yeah, absolutely. So when we're looking holistically, which as a naturopath, I do, we're looking at all of the parts as a whole. That's what holistic ultimately means. So I really like to talk to my clients and say that I'm looking at a puzzle picture, essentially. So we're looking at their symptoms. So very commonly their breakouts or their acne, but we're also looking at that underlying cause and how all of the aspects of their health, so their physical health, their mental health, emotional well-being, their environmental health, their lifestyle, how all of those aspects are playing into their health, their symptoms and their underlying cause altogether. And like I said earlier, I take into account everything from their gut health to their hormonal balance to their diet and lifestyle, their stress levels, their mindset. So yes, that's kind of how I view the holistic approach to skin or to any aspect of health ultimately. So I, working with my clients, I ask a lot of questions. I think that's kind of the key thing that most of my clients will, will say about what my consults entail. Loads and loads of questions because like I said, we're really wanting to be able to gather as many pieces of that puzzle as we possibly can to put them together so that we can see that bigger picture. Look at what's going on, why that's going on and what we can do to resolve it. And working holistically for me as a naturopath specialist, in skin, I also work with very closely with, with other practitioners, including dermal therapists, so that we can really cover the skin health from both the inside out, but also the outside in. So there's the holistic approach, you know, within what I'm doing alone with my clients, but then also outside of what's happening in the consult room too. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it's, it's great to hear that you're working with other providers as well, just to get better results for your client's skin. In the medical arena, naturopathy is sometimes referred to as pseudoscience. And I am even sorry to say that, but what <laughs> would you answer for someone that may be listening and that they have never seen a naturopath, they don't know what, what it is that is entailed. What do you say to this type of thinking? Oh, look, from a personal perspective, it is, it's a little bit heartbreaking Ultimately, everyone is entitled to their opinion. My opinion is that naturopathy has really helped me, personal level. And at the end of the day, I do have a government approved 
bachelor degree in, in health science. I think, unfortunately, as with any profession, ultimately, we do have a few representatives of our, our industry who have unfortunately let the side down, for a lack of a better description, I guess. And unfortunately, our industry of naturopath is not actually regulated. So technically, anyone can call themselves a naturopath. So I think it's really important for clients who are considering naturopathy to make informed decisions and see a qualified and an accredited health practitioner as well. Naturopathy, yeah, like I said, there is a lot of traditional evidence-based side to naturopathy, which I think is possibly a big part of our, yeah, pseudoscience kind of where that plays in and that, that belief potentially comes into the picture just because it is, it's really hard to back up traditional evidence. But we do work a lot with scientific evidence too, or, or I do as well, yeah. Yeah, and it is hard, isn't it, when you have done a degree that you've taken very seriously and you've had to do all the exams and it's, you know, a standard health science degree. They're not easy only to be met with, I guess, either cowboys that have, because the industry is unregulated, making it bad for everyone, or just Western medicine maybe having more conservative approach And, but I think we are starting to see a change where people are considering some alternative therapies as an adjunct and to utilize multiple modalities and multiple evidence-based practices to get the best results for whatever it is, whether it be some skin condition or other health related condition. Do you think that, are you seeing on the horizon that there is a change, like a monumental shift, perhaps from colleagues that you know that have been in the industry for a decade or more? Yeah, absolutely. I think there have always been Western medical practitioners who have always been for a more alternative and holistic approach and similarly others who are very opposite. But I think that, yeah, there is definitely a shift happening, which I I think is really exciting and especially for clients, because ultimately, you know, whatever style of medicine you practice, ultimately you've gone into that role to help help people feel better. And I think that shift is also actually really needed because ultimately I think that clients are wanting a more natural alternative approach more and more now. So I think it, it is really important that yeah, whatever type of medicine you practice that we do come together to offer our clients what they want and what they need. Mm, That's wonderful. Emily, I'd love to hear about some of your favourite case studies. Yeah, so I've got a few that I'd love to talk about with you. One of my very, very first clients, actually, the poor thing, she was really struggling with her skin and she had been for a really long time. She was in her mid to late 30s and she'd been suffering since childhood. So 30 plus years of three main skin conditions. She had eczema, rosacea and acne. The, yeah, poor thing. Her skin was just constantly red, constantly angry. We made a lot of progress. It was very slow and steady to begin with. We were working with her stress response, working with her diet, working to support her gut health. And we were seeing results, but there's this very specific day that I remember with her. We had started to work on resolving particular food intolerance that she had. She was intolerant to histamine, which is actually quite a common intolerance for skin and poor skin health. So we were working on eliminating some of these high histamine 
foods that she had in her diet and she did have a lot of them and then we were starting to work on resolving that intolerance again through a lot of gut health and healing but she came in to see me for her next consult after we had eliminated these foods and I went out to reception at the clinic that I was working in at the time to go and call her in for her her consult and I actually didn't recognize her sat in the waiting room the change to her skin was so massive that, yeah, I actually didn't recognise that it was her. And when I did, we were both so ecstatic that we were actually crying. <laughs> it was just lovely. She yeah, just got goosebumps. Um, like, what I know. a life-changing moment. I know. It was amazing. And the complete, you know, 180 that happened in her life as a result of that was just incredible. She was able to, yeah, start dating again because she'd had such poor self-esteem for such a long period of time that she was terrified to go out and meet anyone. And suddenly she had like multiple dates going. It was just amazing. She was so happy and yeah, completely different person. Yeah. (laughs) And how amazing like that being one of your very first clients, you would have just been like, I am on the right path. This is what I'm doing. I'm changing people's lives. How how awesome. As if, as if I'd had any doubt prior to that, that definitely put an end to that. That's for sure. Another client of mine, she had come off the pill and she had been diagnosed with polycystic kind of all at the same time, because unfortunately she'd gone over a year after coming off the pill without having any period whatsoever. So really severe hormonal imbalance happening for her. On top of that, she was having really recurrent fungal infections. So they were impacting her in in lots of different ways. She was having thrush really often, lots of nail infections. So both the hormonal imbalance and that fungal side of things, we were working to relieve and get back on track. So It took about six months, but we got her period regulated and happening again. So starting to resolve some of that hormonal imbalance. And we saw a huge shift in her skin as soon as that happened. But when we started to resolve that fungal infection was when we really saw the biggest difference in her skin. And her skin now, again, she's almost unrecognisable to the way that she was when I first started seeing her It was a much slower process for that particular client. And I really do commend her on how committed she was to her skin for such a long period of time. It did, as I said, it took about nine months for us to reach that point, but such an amazing result. She had such awful widespread cystic acne all over her face. And now she hasn't got that acne at all. And she's working with a dermal therapist who I work really closely with here in Perth. And yeah, they're now working on that scar revision. And yeah, her face is just absolutely stunning now. She's got so much more confidence and so happy. And she's feeling that health, you know, beneath the surface as well, which is awesome. Fantastic. So what did the treatment look like? Is it a series of tonics, supplements, diet changes, topical things? What does that look like? All of the above. So for the hormonal imbalances, I, as a naturopath, I work a lot with Western herbal medicine. And so we did a lot of work with herbs, but also nutrients to get that hormonal imbalance resolved and to manage the polycystic as well. And polycystic and acne are very commonly linked, unfortunately. And lifestyle plays a massive part in that and the diet as well. So we worked with all of those aspects to resolve that hormonal imbalance. And then again, a lot with herbal medicine to 
recover and kind of manage that current fungal picture for her as well. So some lovely antimicrobial herbs helped to really put a stop to that, which was awesome. Was there an underlying causative factor that you found that led to the recurrent fungal infections? Yeah, her hormonal imbalance was a a big part of that. But then beneath that, she had quite poor gut health and she had, she's actually got Crohn's disease as well, which was contributing to that poor gut health picture. And she actually saw her specialist recently after we'd been working together for, yeah, almost a year now. And she actually had the best results from her from her specialist, her Crohn specialist that she has had ever, which is awesome. So it just goes wow. to show that, yeah, her, her skin was kind of telling us that she was a lot healthier, but then to, to have that back up from her Crohn specialist was a big, big bonus, definitely. Mm, amazing. How rewarding. So for someone that may not have seen a naturopath and they may be thinking, oh, I'd have to take all these herbs and medicines and tablets and supplements and and whatever. Is this generally something that someone will have to do long term or a course of it? Will they just have to continue always taking something? What does that look like? Yeah, that's a really good question. I'm going to give a bit of an annoying answer because there's not really a straight answer. It's like, how long is a piece of string? I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. and it's so cliche, but everybody really is different um, at the end of the day. I um, work with supplements and, and herbs and diet and lifestyle changes, ultimately to return the body to its natural state of function and balance. So... What I aim to do, especially with supplements and herbal or nutritional supplementation, we're wanting to get that body back to functioning as it should. And as it starts to regain its own balance and its own sense of healthy function, we start to drop away the supplementation and the supplementary support. So long-term, I never go in wanting people to be taking supplements for long periods of time. And and particularly those antimicrobial herbs, for example, we do more in, you know, short pulse type therapy. It does really, really depend on the client and, and what we're working with. But I think it is also important, especially when it comes to the diet and lifestyle changes that we make. There's a lot that I'll make at the beginning and that we start to ease off and yet get some balance back in the picture for clients as their health starts to improve and their condition, whether it's acne or eczema or whatever it might be, as that starts to resolve, we get some balance back in their life so that they are able to live a normal, happy life without restriction. But ultimately, an analogy that I like to use is that, you know, if you're going to the gym and you stop going to the gym for six months and you just sit on your sofa at home, you're going to lose all of that muscle tone and all of that fitness that you've been building. So there are definitely some changes that my clients will want to continue once they're not working with me on a super regular basis anymore. But I think it is, it's important to get that balance. And yeah, I definitely don't want clients having to take things for the rest of their lives. That's for sure. Yeah. And in regards to those lifestyle changes, that can take a lot of willpower. Do you have anything, any tricks that you use to keep someone, I guess, accountable or on path? Because these lifestyle changes need to be long-term. It's not just something that you do for a week or two weeks and then forget about it. If you ultimately want to get the best out of your program, it needs to be long-term. But making changes to your lifestyle is really hard. How do you do that with your clients? 
I really love when my clients are honest with me about the changes that they're struggling to put into place because then we can come up with, you know, and come up with and talk and brainstorm through ideas that we can start to put those changes into place at a pace or in a style that is doable for them and maintainable for them. And we talk a lot about habits, my clients and I, and, and building those new habits. And it, it does take a while for those habits to kick in. I think it was always said that it was three weeks for a habit to stick. But I think recently I heard that it's actually quite a bit longer than that. And I can't quite remember how many weeks that was. But yeah, we want to be working really hard and really diligently while we establish those habits. And once the habit's there, it is so much easier to maintain, you know, from there onwards. So definitely being honest with your practitioner, whether it's me or, you know, whoever you're seeing, I think is, is really important. But again, coming back to that mindset, I think it's so important to value yourself enough to make those changes. You know, if, if you believe that you are deserving of good health and good skin health, then those changes are so much easier to make. There's so much less resistance there if you truly believe that, yeah, you are worthy of the results. And usually once the client starts seeing those results, those changes are so much easier to keep in place. Yeah, it's when you start to see all the, the effort that you've put in and you're starting to see some of those results that it can be encouraging. And I have heard that it's now, yeah, they're saying it's not 28 days, which seems was it 21 or 28? It used to be, which seems ludicrous. I mean, that's not a lot, a long time at all, but I've heard more recently, uh, it would vary depending on the person, but anywhere between like 28 to over 200 days, depending yeah. on the person. And I guess, depending on what the habit is to make it automatic, that you exactly. don't get up and you try and avoid it, or you have to really push yourself and use that willpower as well. Yes. Now, Emily, do you have any advice, maybe three pieces of advice for listeners who is living with acne from a, a perspective of looking at it more holistically and naturopathic type of view? Yeah, absolutely. It's quite a tricky question because there are so many different things that you can do, but I think to get your stress under control, this one is so important. Stress plays such a big role in our skin health, but on every aspect of our health, physical, mental, and emotional. It plays such a big role in our gut health, in our immune health, our hormonal health, and all of those are going to impact our skin health ultimately as well. So whether, you know, stress management to you looks like going to a yoga class or doing some meditation every day or just doing your deep breathing, practicing your deep breathing, whether it's going to see a counselor or a psychologist, which I think is such an underutilized form of therapy. Sadly, in Australia, I think, yeah, I think that needs to be normalized a lot more. But absolutely get your stress under control that it's going to make such a huge difference to your skin health well, thank you so much, Emily, for coming on and sharing your experiences with us. Where can people find more about you and the work that you're doing? And also that you're now doing telehealth type consultations as well so that you can reach people anywhere in the world. Exactly. Yeah, I love working with my clients literally all around the world. It's, it's so rewarding. You can find me on Instagram. I'm at Emily underscore the purist. You can also find me online. So on my website, I've got a whole heap of blogs and even an ebook, a free ebook on there to help, yeah, find out more about your skin health from a naturopathic perspective. 
I am also available for, like you said, one-on-one naturopathic consults. So both in person here in Perth, I'm in the lovely Fremantle area, but yeah, also working on telehealth. So I can quite literally work with clients anywhere and everywhere, even if you're at home in your PJs, which I am absolutely so therefore. And finally, I have actually recently launched a group naturopathic support program, which is called Beyond the Glow. So that is a monthly membership where we go through and um, uncover all of the different areas surrounding skin and, and general health and wellbeing. And I have got a little exclusive discount for listeners of this podcast as well so yeah definitely jump on board and I will look forward to yeah hopefully working with you in in some capacity thank you well all of those details will also be in the show notes so that you can speak to Emily if you'd like thank you thank you so much for having me What a great interview. I just loved speaking with Emily. And although Emily is literally on the other side of the country, it felt like she was just an old friend up the road, which was really nice. The three deeper than skinny insights that stood out to me were, number one, uh, just another fantastic story about someone that is now working in the field of health and wellness. And it's stemming from a personal experience with both her mum's illness and her acne and how that impacted self-esteem and confidence as a teenager and young adult. Number two, just touching on the acne and self-esteem and confidence, I think it's really important that we recognize skin conditions as something that is more than just cosmetic because often they're framed as a cosmetic concern. However, we know that the psychosocial and psychological psychological impact of skin conditions can be really far reaching Um, and I just wanted to use that time to highlight this as well and if you're feeling like this then it's completely normal uh, for you to feel like it's completely changed the way that you are you view yourself in the world and I really encourage you to uh, seek some support whether that be through a healthcare provider um, organizations like Beyond Blue uh, or a naturopath such as Emily and number three debunking some naturopathic myths Uh, I hope we were able to debunk some myths for you and there's lots of them there always is And if you've got more questions, then I encourage you to reach out to Emily. She has a great social media uh, profile where she shares tips and and resources and information about naturopathy as well. So thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Heal Thy Skin podcast. It was a pleasure to be spending some time with you for another week. We'll be here again next week, Tuesday morning. Until then, be skin powered.